your source for stateside views on Everton Football Club. Hosted by James Boyman and Ryan Williams. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the American Toffee Podcast. James Boyman here, joined by my co-host as always, Ryan Williams. Ryan's been better. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think most toffees out there will uh, be, especially the American Toffees, dealing with the potential Thanksgiving hangover, et cetera, et cetera, Black Friday. Um, but unfortunately, Everton, of course, fell 1-0 to Leeds United at Goodison Park today. Ryan, to you first, instant reaction. Well, first of all, leads are a tough side to deal with. I think that's something to to be acknowledged. Uh, it's known what they're going to do. They are going to put a lot of pressure on you as a team. And the best way to beat them is is show defensive shape, concede some possession, and hit them on the counter. And I'm going to quote someone for my initial reaction, and that's Newbie Blue out there who is almost always positive. And his line, I thought, summed it up very well. Our problem is that we're not naturally a counterattacking side. Both those sides are talking about Palace and Leicester, who who both ripped leads for several goals. And it showed organizationally we were terrible in almost every area. I think that's a bit strong, but the point is that you're going to expect a lot of possession from them. You have to hit them on the counter when you have opportunities. They have the second highest expected goals against it in the league. They're also not good on set pieces, and we did not take advantage of that as well. And I think Carlo post-match said it really well. He said we had opportunities to counter and we need to be more clinical in front. We had eight shots on target. None went in. Um, I think they had some chances, no question. But ultimately, we had opportunities where we didn't even get shots off at times. Space, time to attack and didn't score a goal. So to me, um, you got to expect they're going to have chances and score. And for us to only give up one, luck or no luck, man, we have to do better. And and we're just not a counterattacking team. And I think part of it is the limitations of the squad. We, we don't have enough options out there. It's hard to sustain injuries and in key positions. Uh, we're just not there yet. Yeah. I mean, look, we've, we've hardly had a full strength squad since we last spoke Ryan on Wednesday with Toffee TV. We lost Luca Dean for potentially two months and we know what a vital player he has been for us. And that created some Problems for Carlo in the lineup selection day, which we'll get into shortly. But yeah, I just, I don't, I don't think we pushed the pedal to the metal enough. And I, I think early on, maybe we uh, tried to do a little too much pushing up a Wobi and Tom Davies really high, got a little bit exposed, but leads are aside with one of the clearest identities in the entire Premier League, despite the fact that they're newly promoted and they're going to play the way they're going to play. I don't think we really neutralize them as well as we could. We know that we're shipping goals left and right so far this season. Our defense, our defensive unit has been disrupted and, and has not been consistent, even when we do have the same players together. And when you have to make the number of changes we did today, playing with a different shape than we're accustomed to bar last match, I think all things considered a one nil loss is maybe a little bit favorable for us, but we created, we created a chance. We didn't execute. We just didn't execute point blank period. And it came back to bite us against a well-drilled side who were persistent throughout the entire 90 minutes. I think there's some fitness issues too, with some of the other guys as well. And this is the worst team to play when you have those. The other thing to remember is that they're largely healthy and it's not just having the same guys in this year. It's having the same guys in the same system from the last two years. Um, It's no secret and we don't have one. So let's move to the lineup a little bit because every week the lineup comes out. We're sitting there thinking, what are we playing this week? 
Hmm. And that's a big issue. We're going to get into some Twitter comments later. I want to spend some good time on that. I think we both agree it's a good use of our time. But when it came out, I mean, did we know what the heck we were playing? I guessed correctly, but it was trickly a guess where I just assumed, okay, well, he's going to play left wing back and um, Davies is going to play right wing back. We're going to play a back three and Allen Decore in the middle and James right. And that's what it was, but we haven't played that way much. The first time we really came out in that formation was last week. And this one was a little different. You had people out of position. You had a completely different lineup. The back line hasn't been the same in so long. So um there were some moments of disorganization. I guess we should have probably predicted that. Then conversely, you look at Leeds lineup, all the same guys, the same key players. You yeah. know, they know what they're doing. They have a strong identity. It's much easier too, to build tactics from that kind of strong base. And we don't have it. And then you look at our bench. I, I mean, I, I don't know what to say on that. So, I mean, Delph has some use as maybe the only other defensive oriented midfielder, but he's also our backup left back at this point. Uh, mean is a decent center back backup. That's true. Um, but who do you have off the bench to score a goal? Jenk Tosin, not fit for the league. Definitely not fit Thanks. for a Leeds match. Gilfie. I mean, can you imagine Gilfie running around today? Come on. I, 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 right. No Bernard. Yes. But Andre and Andre came in and was incredibly ineffectual. I, I don't know what to do there. So it's not a strong bench part of its injuries, but just. Well, anyway, I'll send it over to you to maybe kind of walk through the tactical setup and see what we were trying to do, even if it was not overly successful. Yeah, I mean, again, it ended up with Tom Davies playing the right wing wing back, pushing a Wobi to the left, which I think we'll get, we'll talk about in the Twitter comments. But unusual, given how well a Wobi played on the right hand side to switch him. We know that historically he's played in like a left wing position in the Premier League for Arsenal and for us a little bit. So you'd think he'd be stronger on his left hand side, but he was getting pushed back really far. The general shape, I mean, it's it's basically a a five two a five two three a, a three four three in certain at certain moments, um, with the with the wing backs playing both defensive and. And getting up wide and joining the attack. I mean, Tom Davies early on actually had a really nice little run, getting in behind the defense, putting in a cross. But the front shape was really interesting because you have Calvert-Lewin playing the typical number nine, and then Hamas and Richie both consistently tucking in, coming centrally as the game wore on. I think Richarlison um, tucked in a little more centrally as well. But they both even switched sides at times, which has been a tactic used by Carlo. Um, but the, the midfield of just Allen and Decore, I think maybe got a little bit, uh, I mean, they both Allen played excellently today, but a bit outnumbered in midfield. When you look at lead shape, I mean, they put bodies in there, they put bodies forward. And what shocked me right from the initial kickoff, well, it didn't shock me, but it really kind of takes you aback when you play leads, how, just how wide open they're comfortable letting the game get. And we did not really look all that comfortable or incisive with getting the ball forward and taking advantage of the space. We had times where Godfrey was getting forward. Mason Holgate looked to get forward quite a bit. Michael Keane not playing in the, in the middle of those two uh, or the three center backs try to stay back a little bit, but they were willing to concede plenty of space and even allow our midfield to roam forward. But we never really were able to effectively kind of provide that link up between the midfield and, and the front three. And just a wild game. I mean, we created chances. They created chances. It could have been three, three at half. It was, it was scary and yet kind of exciting to watch. Yeah. But you look at how many times they gave the ball away plenty and we did just so little with it. I, yeah. I think it was just, 
disappointing. Uh, and obviously it's a new shape too. Uh, I, I got to give credit to Calvin Phillips is a heck of a player. I think he was 18 of 20, according to who scored in long balls. Unreal. And I, oh, he just circulates the ball incredibly well. And so if they're attacking on both sides, it makes it hard. And look, they run the same stuff that you see from a lot of teams that play this way. A lot of quick one-two passes where the outside backs, Ailing and Dallas in particular, they get up the field. It's just a quick one touch and away they go. And having wingers that have to track back a bit, Richarlison tracked back a ton and had eight or five tackles on the, on the match. That's not surprising. That makes it very difficult when you're bringing players that far back to attack still on the counter. But again, they gave the ball up plenty. We had opportunities to counter and, and simply we didn't. So with leads, you expect you're not going to, you're not going to have much possession. You didn't. And I think they were probably more so than some of the other teams that have beaten them, though, to be perfectly honest. Uh, they are going to put pressure on you. I think ultimately we didn't pass the ball very well. No, uh, not from distance. We didn't cut through lines well. Um, and, and certainly once we got the ball into the final third, we did not hit them aggressively. We didn't get enough good shots. But again, I mean, Decore could have scored in the seventh minute. I mean, that was right. a great combination of play. So things could have been different. Uh, but that's what happens when you don't have a tremendously well-drilled team. Um, we could go through the timeline of events, but really it was a pretty consistent thing. I mean, they had a couple really big chances, uh, starting with Harrison's, you know, one where he didn't score early. And then Banford had a really good chance where Pickford made a wonderful save with his foot. Um, you know, we had chances as well, too. We had two two goals disallowed, right? Um, which... You know, the one was very close to offsides, but it's offsides, you know, no complaints. It's how it is. And then Godfrey, I, I don't know what what he was doing on the play exactly, but um, that would have been a massive difference maker, you know, and really to that point, I mean, the the chances were relatively even ultimately going into half. Yeah, they were. I mean, I think we ended up with five shots on target in the first half goals getting disallowed left and right. Again, it was such a wide open match we were able to to dribble by them more effectively in the first half. We doubled them in dribbles, one more tackles. They won slightly more aerials, but um, overall, again, I don't think, I think any side that had been up at half would have maybe counted themselves a bit fortunate because it was, it was just so wide open and a pretty balanced. They, again, leads are going to dominate possession. So they did just that. But I think what I saw so much of is we would win the ball back quickly look to get the ball forward and just pass and refuse to pass it forward and look to go sideways backwards, maybe to try to, again, get some possession, get some control of the match, but you really just have to hit them. You got to go right at them yep. back and forth. And it just seemed like we were kind of unwilling to do that. I don't know if that's tired legs. I don't know if that's what Carlo wants is to kind of dictate possession as much as we possibly can, but it doesn't really make sense in the context of playing leads. I don't think he intended to necessarily possess the ball. I think he knows how to beat them and how to counter against them. Otherwise in the post-match, he wouldn't have made such a point of emphasis about it. Yeah, true. But really it comes down back down to making individual plays. Um, you know, you can tactic all day you want, but you've got to win your battles and win your duels. I think they won more. Um, info goal put up the, the graph at the end as they always do. And I, I think the expected goals they had leads at 3.05 and us at 1.49, but to be perfectly honest, that's a little misleading. I mean, Leeds had big chances in extra time. Um, True. you know, that amounted to, I want to say almost one whole expected goal. So it was really even ultimately up to that point. I, I think 
the subs didn't really help us. And I think we have fitness issues. I mean, the, the, the most damning stat that I saw that was really disappointing is we had one shot from the 76 minute on. Yeah. Think about that. That, that is shocking. So, so they go up and we generate, I mean, really, and the only shot we had was in the 76th and that was Richarlison's kind of flunk shot over to the left. I think he was tired. Um, you know, he ran, I think that's what disappointing. I mean, introducing Andre Gomes, how many times did he have the ball with open space in the middle? Even at that point, Leeds was open. I mean, we had possessed the ball several times with dangerous spots and did nothing with it. Couldn't even generate really a shot. And you can't do that against them. You know, you've got to be more precise. Our composure was bad in the final third. Decore, as effective as he is running down balls and getting in the way of passes, which I think he did okay today, he made some tackles. He had opportunities well in the final third that he gave the ball away too many times. Um, it was just disappointing. And part of the issue is you've got a couple guys with quality in terms of their passing in the final third. To me, you know, you start looking at good and bad performances. I know the first people that they're going to target are the wingbacks, but ultimately, if you knew if you knew Alex Awobi was going to sit back and play defensive, in essence, wingback most of the match, is that the right choice there? I don't know. I mean, he wasn't awful defensively. Um, you know, I, I, no. I it really wasn't. I mean, I, I didn't feel like they got around him too often. Um, and I thought the defensive shape on that side was okay. But is that really the best use of his talent? But would you start Fabian Delph as a result? If you do that, who the heck right. happens if someone gets hurt in the midfield? Again, we're just lacking options. I do think there were some good performances, though. Yeah, and I do. I, I wouldn't put him in the good category, but I do think no. given, give, give Tom Davies in particular, I thought he was given in actually Ryan, I think you've mentioned it in previous episodes that he might be a good candidate to play kind of a fullback type position mm-hmm. just because he doesn't really fit anywhere else. I thought he did what he was asked. I think it's a pretty huge indictment on John Joe Kenny that he wasn't able to get Tom Davies is getting in on the right-hand side over him at the wingback role. Message is, sent. Yeah. That's, that says it all right there. And Niels and Kunku, which we'll get into with the comments because a lot of people uh, we're riled up that Nkunku didn't get the start, but I think Carlo did what he felt he had to do. Maybe felt that Tom Davies would at least give work rate, but he, I mean, he had the lowest pass percentage on the team out of anyone, but given that he's generally not comfortable in wide spaces and it's not his natural position, I think he did okay. At least doing kind of the bare minimum. Yeah. I, th- I think the standout performances are, I think pretty obvious yes. um, to me. Alon is the one that stood Easy. out. I mean, how many times did he cut, the ball through the middle of the pitch. He ran all over the place. Um, you know, I, he was fantastic, won the ball enough, was disciplined. Uh, and Hamez again was dangerous. I mean, the one thing we've said in the past is the more touches to our better players, the better. And what happened to Hamez? He led the team with 74 touches, you know, and, and naturally he's going to have some key passes and going to set people up, up for shots. Um, yeah, it's God, it would have been nice. <laughs> Hamez has here uh, on in the notes, ridiculous goal ru- ruled out. That would have God, been that unbelievable. Crazy. It's a game of inches, you know, and you got to stay on sides. So could Richarlison have played the ball more quickly? Uh, yeah, probably. But um, now I, I think a point of debate is how well Richarlison really played. I mean, certainly yeah. his defensive effort was there for most of the match. I, I still think he has a fitness issue. I don't know what your thoughts are. Did he have a good game? Did he have a bad game? I, I don't know. Uh, for me, it's like if we're doing it just good or okay, he's teetering on the cusp. I think he's at like a six, 
six-ish for me, maybe teetering on a seven. Look, he had the most shots on the team. He got three shots on target, albeit two of them were soft and easy saves. Yep. Um, five tackles, as you mentioned, Ryan, his defensive work rate was good. He had that goal ruled out because of Ben Godfrey getting his head on the ball. True. But yeah, he just look he just looks both James and Richarlison just don't look quite right coming back off the international break. They look tired, which is understandable. It's not easy to do that much travel, to play that many matches. It's been talked about. But you can't sit him. You can't really Carlo can't afford to rest him because we're so thin at that position without and we know we haven't won a Premier League game without him since he joined. So he's almost forced into the into the squad, whether he's fit or not. And I think it it may be up to the maybe the a long long-term detrimental for him if we if we can't find him some rest i think part of the issue is too if you're going to play off the counter hamas is fantastic to do it ping passes around yes. from deep but if he's playing centrally who's out who's out wide to the right you've exactly. got no one you've got you no one you would have hoped to have right because tom davies isn't going to overlap and nope we, we had that nice matt link up actually with a Wobi overlapping last match we basically take away that entire possibility and furthermore just invite all the pressure from leads down that they were definitely trying to exploit Davies in that role for most of the first half at least yeah the the other question I have is how well did Dom play um mm. he had 53 touches you know that's a lot of touches for a center forward to get he won a bunch of aerials I think he won seven but how many times I think they credit him a win when he didn't really retain the ball I think right. had he held the ball up a little bit better Maybe we would have had more chances for runners to get forward. One of their great chances, I remember, I can't remember who it was on our side. Maybe it was Richie or someone gave the ball away and people asked, where was a Well, he was overlapping to the left. There just weren't that many chances for him to get up forward. Um, two key passes, three shots, one shot on target from Dom. He's just not a great counterattacking player, honestly. No. It's not that he can't run in behind. There was one over the top ball where he just couldn't quite bring down. Would have been a heck of a play. Uh, he's got the pace to do it. Maybe he doesn't quite have the game, but again, you need threats from, from all sides. You know, they vacate space to the sides. It's possible to beat their center backs. They played well today. I mean, I think individually Leeds did, but ultimately you have to make more opportunities from that. Um, yeah, just a quick word. I mean, on Calvert-Lewin, I do think he was a little bit too isolated today. I mean, you saw that one moment he broke forward. Um, never going to be a player, even if he's like one-on-one -on -one with the keeper driving at goal, you never really feel all that comfortable or confident that he's going to be able to create something. He's very much a poacher, and that's how all his goals have come. He's not going to be a player who scores from outside the box. He's not going to nope. be a player who beats guys to create his own chances very often. And I thought today there was one moment he, he did break behind – leads defense and Richard he was he ended up having to take a shot basically for the sole purpose of winning a corner because there was no one else up with him and Hamas is good Ryan as you said with transitioning into the counterattack and feeding other players who will drive forward namely that big infamous switch to the left-hand side with Richarlison but he's not the quickest so he's not one that's going to drive the ball aggressively at pace at defenders either I just thought Dom didn't play very well, but I, I also think that he maybe was let down a little bit by the players around him. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so I, I don't know who I would necessarily say was just bad. I don't think anyone was amazing besides maybe Elon. Godfried is going to get stick and probably yeah. deserves it uh, to not close down on the shot from distance. I, I don't understand that at all. I mean, it's in the 80th minute. You're, you're a center back. You should, you should, you're young. 
that you have to close down on that shot. I mean, you basically let the shot go through his legs and no shooting from distance is not bright, but you've got to come out and get him. There's two other center backs out there. I don't understand that at all. And, and basically, you know, interfering with the keeper for better, for worse, he was just floating out there out of position, lacking awareness. It's just too bad too. Cause he had some moments, but again, that's what you get when you play a young player. Um, In an unfamiliar I, role as well with yeah. the three center backs. Yeah. I mean, there's no question. He's used to playing two in the back and, and often playing on the left side as well. Um, so I think let's maybe just get into the Twitter comments. I think yeah. uh, there's only so much macro level analysis you can do. I think, you know, it, it was a bit of what we expected. Um, so the first comment comes from the real Noah J. Uh, something's got to change. Too many missed attempts, arguably wrong player selection, wasted chances at the end, trying to desperately grasp a point. I know we're still six right now with half the season to go, but something has got to change if we want Dean Ritchie for another year. I, I don't, I, I don't, that to me is not a concern. If Richarlison and Dean want to leave and we recruit massive fees for them, turn it around and use it wisely. Yeah, that's a bummer, but that that's just, that's just life. The team has enough talent to get top six. Yes. It'd be nice for us to get healthy. Um, but I think the lack of identity is a bigger concern for me. I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, I think people, the, the narrative seems to be developing that there's a hundred percent chance for Charleston leaves. If we don't get, European football this year, which may or may not be valid, but we've got a long way to go in the season. Um, it's so still wide open as far as the table's concerned. Yep. There's plenty of time left. I think at this point, to your point, Ryan, the identity is a key thing, and we'll get to that shortly. Let's move on to your boy Jay Martin at your boy Jay Martin said, felt Awobi and Davies both played fine, but Awobi isn't as dynamic a threat from the left as he seems from the right. Love Richarlison, but he needs a goal bad to get some confidence in the box. DCL missed Dini's crosses feel like we have struggled for five years with patchwork. That's I mean, I good, think that's, that's, that's good. totally fair. Yeah. And I it, think that that is. And it's something we've talked about. No, no side can withstand losing. There's a few players. I think in every team that if they drop, they're almost impossible to replace. Luca Dean has been that since he came in, obviously answering the question, people were wondering, well, what are we going to do without Leighton Baines? <clears throat> Luca Dean was a perfect answer to that question without him. Not a whole lot. To do, to do and you could tell that again the the lack of depth behind him within Kunku who some people touched on shortly yeah but but to John, Jonathan's point Awobi and Davies did both play fine and Awobi did struggle on the left instead of the right and maybe that's more of a, a factor of lead style of play rather than the side he's on but it wasn't as good a performance he was arguably man of the match last week now patchwork is right I mean we would love to have a left back that has more balance as a defensive and offensive player. We don't have that right now. Nkunku has come out of nowhere to be a talent and he's great going forward and he's a front foot type player. Is that the type of player that you want against Leeds? I don't know, but Carlo hasn't been here very long. You can't, you can only buy so many guys. I mean, financial fair play has you restricted. Now, if you want to debate, you'd say, Hey, you know, we bought Godfrey for 20 million pounds. There was maybe a player or two we could deal with instead of him but ultimately look he's playing for a reason you know we're down a center half i think most people would have said we needed one but yeah it's patchwork i mean we still have people there who have been around for a long time and still had money tied up in those guys you know it's it's even before brands but anyway uh moving on i think it's i think those are fair points and very good you know need to be more clinical especially against a team like this and, and we're putting it together with patchwork all right robbie motivate robbie o'neill 
Good old Robbie. Um, this comment, too much confusion in the formation, which changed three times during the match. I don't know if it changed three times. I think um, the individuals changed at one point for sure. Alan was our man of the match. Yep. The chopping and changing definitely help work or help. Also thought it was a mistake to take Holgate off. He was having a good game at that point. We need to score. So I don't know what else you want him to do. I think it's fair to ask, should you have taken Tom Davies out of the game? The problem yeah. is against Leeds, If you have a lot of guys that aren't fit, our shape was not that bad in the box and in the back. I mean, right. for a team that had been kind of thrown together, but those guys on the outside are going to run a lot. So it's not shocking that you take a Wobie and Davies off, but who do you replace them with? Exactly. I think that's, that's the question. You take them out, but there's not a whole lot that you, you we end up changing to a back four for a moment. Ducore ends up at right wing back. I think for a little bit, yep. that's just frankly bizarre. I mean, he's, at that point, I think Ducore also looked tired at the end. He was doing his his normal sprinting everywhere, all match. So maybe that was just a way to kind of preserve him a little bit. But it was it was strange and the chopping and changing. I I did think disoriented us a little bit. We weren't able to kind of adjust on the fly to where the spaces were going to be all of a sudden. And and again, after the subs, we created basically no chances. Yeah, the personnel is so different that you bring in. There's just no one right. for one kind of, if it's just a fitness standpoint and not a shape issue, you have no one to replicate what these guys do. Um, the next comment, I think, I think John Blaine's makes a really good comment here. He does. Uh, yeah. So, so John said an established system and way of playing that the manager and players are committed to won the day. We lacked intensity in parentheses, fitness question mark. Yeah. It needs stability of system or players. Ideally both is the manager guessing a bit. I think Tom Davies at right wing back. Yes. Yes, he a is a little bit of a punt. Yeah. He is. He is no question. I mean, look, we bought a whole new midfield for a reason. Cause we don't have one. Um, and if I look at kind of some of the excellent players that we've spent considerable money on that should be good. Now JPG out. Moise Keen out on loan. Um, these again are, today, by the way. Of course, right? You're telling me he wouldn't help today in a counterattacking game? Oh, give him. I mean, seriously, in this instance, you could have put Moyes out right. You could have dropped Dom even deeper and had him and Richie flying up and down the pitch and put Hamas then in the middle. It would have made a massive difference. I mean, we just don't have that many options. And that does not mean by Josh King, by the way. So don't even, I swear to God, but, but in seriousness, I, I think John makes a really good point. We played a team that was healthy, that plays a similar system that has bought players for multiple years to play the system. Even the big money guys they have bought have not played that much. You're seeing them integrated into the side. We've not had that luxury. Um, now, Ryan, just quickly yeah. before we move on, because I know like Bielsa and Carlo, this is their first time meeting, which they announced during the broadcast, which I thought was kind of crazy. crazy. But makes sense um i guess given their their career paths apart but carlo is known as a guy who shapes kind of his philosophy and tactics around the players that he has at his disposal whereas bielsa is a manager with a very very clear identity and specific way he wants to play and he will build a side to do that do you think that we're suffering a little bit and i don't want to throw carlo under the bus i don't think he's in remote danger of any his job as secure as can be but do you think maybe we're victims of the fact that we we don't have an identity first and then building the or acquiring the players to then, then do that. To play uh, that there's style. probably some merit to that, but I think it also has to do with one of the reasons why Carlo has been great in the past tactically. And I think he's underrated tactically is because he's had options to be adaptable. 
Hmm. And I think that's all the difference in the world. You know, when you have different pieces that are just fundamentally decent at certain things. I mean, we have flat out dead weight on this team. Guys that can't play in this league really, really can't or don't offer enough of anything. I mean, you saw that with players, players off the bench. And there's some other players that maybe we need to, we need to incorporate. So, so in response to that, Liam Cummings made a comment here, which, you know, I, I think are interesting. So it's how is Nkunku even not even in the squad? I'm sure is what he meant. Isn't in the squad crazy unless he's injured. Anthony Gordon would put in more effort and application than most of these players. Yet Carlo refuses to get him a decent chance. Let's be honest. If it was Marco Silva, we'd be slaughtering him. No, no, we would not. No, we would not. Marco Silva's issue was a lack of adaptability. It wasn't an issue with system. He knew exactly how he was going to play every single match. Uh, that was never an issue. Mar Carlo had some bad luck. The issue is very simple. In Kunku, what is he going to do differently? Are we suggesting he's better going forward than Alex Wobi? He's not proven himself to be a great defensive player. He was playing in the fourth division of France last year. Yeah. I'm glad that he's had a good cup match or two. So is Awobi. Off the left, I might add. And so is Bernard. So what are we talking about here? He's not going to come in and be more solidified from a defensive standpoint. Might he have? Yeah, maybe. And if we were down earlier, maybe you would have brought him in to just bring in legs. And Anthony Gordon, can we slow the roll on this? Everyone's calling for him. Yes, I think it would have been interesting to put him in to see if his legs would have made a difference. Where do you play him? Where does he come in? And who right. does he come in for? So I, I don't know who it is. Is he better than Bernard? No. No, and if he is better than Bernard, where is the evidence to suggest he is? Because he's been good with U23s? Relax. I, I don't think he is not. I like him. I think he's talented. I think he has a great future. He may be a useful player, but I don't see him as being any more effective than Bernard or Alex Awobi if he's played up top where he's supposed to be played. Now, you can make the argue, argument that at least him on the bench gives us some legs and open space, and maybe that would have been a difference. Maybe you play him instead of bringing on Andre. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Um, but it's not insane to suggest he shouldn't be in the team. And it's not an indictment of Carlo's desire to play older young people. I mean, my yeah. God, how many young people were playing in there today? Play Tom Davies today. Yeah. On Nkunku and Gordon, I guess you can kind of lump them together. Uh, and I did just want to quickly kind of add Andreas Watts comments, which are related to Nkunku. He said poor, but let's get that one to the side and concentrate on Burnley. Can't help but think Niels should be playing left win wing back when he's left footed and a left back by trade. And Gordon, for me personally speaking, seems a great bench option for a stretch game like that with his pace. Fair. I'm in favor of seeing Anthony Gordon on the bench. I don't want anyone to have any misconceptions about that. <clears throat> My feeling on Nkunku and Anthony Gordon is that they have such small sample sizes in their appearances for Everton that were mostly good and encouraging that people are making them out to be something that they're maybe not. Yeah. And we have this lovely tradition in America about everyone loves the backup quarterback. It's everyone's favorite yes. player. Um, you have to be a little realistic. I don't disagree with Andreas though. And I'm, I'm not, not suggesting Leon's crazy um, by not considering Anthony Gordon, not starting though. I mean, where would you start him in that tactic today? Right. Nowhere. There's not a role. Unless you lose Richarlison, unless you take out Richarlison or Hamas and play him on the wing. So you're right. not going to play him over either of those guys. And Nkunku looked really good against lower league opposition. But even in that West Ham cup match, you could tell there was a dramatic, dramatic drop off in how effectively he was able to get forward. And you could tell he was getting exploited a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. That's against West Ham. Do I think he's extremely promising? Yes, but he's, he's people want to see these young guys given a chance. I get that. But 
acting like they're somehow going to be the saviors to this to our problems or the the immediate answer to any issues that we're having i'm not sold on that my concern is this giving them a chance is one thing giving them a fair chance to succeed is quite another and True. that's the problem the second he would come in there and give the ball away a couple times, maybe because he's playing in a role that he's not familiar, people would kill him just as much. So I don't think that's the right solution either. Yes, I would have liked to see him on the bench too. I, I think that would have made sense. But do you put, do you, is Siggy not in the team then anymore? I hope. I, I'm One fine with hope. that too. I'm fine with that too. But ultimately, uh, is Andre Gomes not in the team anymore? I'm also fine with that as well. I'd have him before both those two people. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right thing. Um, I think there are a couple of comments here at the end that maybe kind of put things in perspective a little bit, yeah. I think that are healthy. So um, Dr. J, Dr. H, Toothrot. That's hmm. interesting. Yes, right. Um, either way, I like the comments. Missed chances, opposing keeper making some great saves. Yeah, I mean, I still think we could have maybe been a little better. Um, opposing team scores a fantastic goal. He does. Um, yeah. And it was awesome. Rafinha was nasty the whole match. I mean, I've been waiting for him to kind of grow into the side and you're seeing it. He's a very dangerous player, especially in the style. Um, in a vacuum gains and losses like this happen and you move on. It's infinitely more frustrating because of our recent run of form. Yep. I get that. And then Jaden Sherman, I think not as bad as everyone will make it out to be. Wouldn't have taken much to change for us to have scored three or four today. Yep. Allen was a machine today. Would like to see more Awobi from right wing back and Delph or Nkunku at left wing back. A shame Richie or Hamez didn't score today with the work they put in. Yeah, I mean, I, I the work, I don't know if that was the issue. It's, it, you know, I hate to hear when people say there's not commitment. I mean, I, I don't know. Part of this is, fit. I think John, John balanced it out by saying, fitness maybe yeah um i mean what you see so much is when we win the players show desire and passion and fight when we lose there's no effort there's no fight there's no passion and it's just not that binary I journalistic think. platitudes my it's, friend it's, it's right. and overreactions all over i'm frustrated too man dear you should be able to tell in the sound <laughs> of my voice today because i am frustrated um but still, you know, uh, yeah, they it's had some nil. massive. It's one nil. We had some massive chance. They had some massive chances early. We're myth missing both of our outside backs. Um, there's a lot to second guess here too, and I wish we had a more static system. But it's going to be a little bit up and down. Um, but we should absolutely 100% feel confident that next week we're going to go out and smash Burnley. So I, I think that's 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 the most important tell. Um, Look, I'm frustrated at our defense. I think Carlo's biggest concern is here is trying to get a clean sheet in any way, yes. shape or form. Kudos to Jordan Pickford for making saves today. He's still on crosses and communication God. is a disaster. And holy just, crap. I know, but he deserves credit for making saves today. you got to give him credit. His save on Bamford in particular was absolutely fantastic. Leaving Un his leg out there. I would never shoot low on that guy. He's actually quite good down there, despite his English goalkeeping coach complaining about his over deep <laughs> knee bend. Yeah. Thank you, Martin. Um, but yeah, it is disturbing. I mean, Matt Cheatham has, has a good line here. He's saying Everton's worst defensive display in almost three years in terms of XG against 101 PL games. I got to look That's at that. Problem. I, yeah, I don't know it how, is. if that's accurate or not. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm going to look that up. I think that's a really interesting stat. If it's the case, um, a lot of times, too, uh, some of these stats come out early. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we've been worse than three in some matches. I feel like there have been times where we just got torched. But, yeah, I mean, our open play defenses has not been the greatest. But these are individual mistakes. I mean, 
you mean, know you think- what they're going to do. Maybe there's some people in wingback roles that are not used to defending in that way. That's part of it, but I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I want to say Leeds created like 21 chances from open play. I mean, or maybe it was 23. It was a lot of chances. And I, so- I mean, Liverpool's XG was 3.15 a, a couple okay. of weeks ago. I see that. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, conversely, look, we're going to score some goals here and we're going to give up some opportunities until we get the back line settled. Uh, Luka there has Dean, to be. Yeah. This, and the this, only way to loss. settle them, you've got to find a, something that works and stick with it. And when you're shipping goals every week, it almost encourages Carlo to try, try switching it up because, but, but I think the stability has been huge. Yerry Mina being dropped from the side. And, and, and here's my overall thing that I see so much and we do it too, is when something doesn't work, you just call for whatever we didn't do. And then eventually Carla will try that. So for example, with the three center backs, people said they want to see Godfrey and Holgate on either side of a larger center back. Yep. We try that. And we still concede a ton of chances. So what's the next, you know, harebrained scheme that we're going to come up with. That's the answer to our problems. Yeah. I, I don't think we are as structurally the issues were more, I think the wingbacks didn't quite understand how to play against that and weren't used to it. You know, the quick, but neither of one, them are wingbacks, right? So that's exactly right. That. That's exactly right. And well, your counter would be well, and Kunku is used to it. Well, not really. I mean, if you saw him play in France and I did, watch as much film as there is out on him with all the bad angles and all the terribleness with it. And you know, cause we were on the American toffee podcast here talking about him. He's a great front foot player. Now he did show some signs in the cup of playing some defensive orientation. So maybe that's a better, a better guess. But if Carlos thinking about hitting people on the counter, I can understand why he wants someone like Alex Awobi in there to hold the ball briefly and move the ball up the pitch. And, and I don't know, it, it's, it's just disappointing, but it wasn't as bad as it looked. Some of this is lack of fortune. Other times he's gotten the team wrong. Um, but look, again, we should feel confident. We're not in the worst spot in the table right now. I, I think I think we're going to be okay against Burnley. We've shown the ability to break down another team when we have the ball in their final third. That is as, as difficult. That's the difference between a mid-table team and a top European side is the ability to get three points against the teams you shouldn't have. And yes, it would have been nice to get a point today. I don't think anyone deserved any, I don't think we deserved more than that. Even if we took our chances and got three points, it would have been, we we wouldn't have deserved it today. So I get it. You know, uh, this is not a good side, a strong system side is tough for us to play against. Yes. I know Burnley is a strong system side, but, but the difference is this, look, we went from zero to one point today. Bummer. That stinks. The difference between one point and three points next week is going to be the bigger different ma- difference maker inclining in the table. So to me, I would rather have a team with a powerhouse offense and an inconsistent defense in terms of final position on the table than I would the other way around. And I think that's something we, we need to have a little bit of hope, hope about. And look, you know, hopefully we'll have knock on wood, no more injuries this week. And we can actually work on a stable formation. I mean, Dean went down what Tuesday. Yeah. Maybe no, I think I think it might have been Thursday that the announcement came out. So because it was after we did Toffee TV, it was and two months on the sidelines is going to hurt. But also on the other hand, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that JPG will return to Finch Farm this week. That'd be crazy. Whether he resumes training with a full squad, probably not. He still has some a significant, I think, uphill battle to actually make like a match day squad. For example, he'll probably go through some trials and tribulations with the U23s yeah. and all that yep. sort of stuff. But but still, something. I think he, if he is able to get back fit, he adds an interesting dynamic to our midfield. But 
anyway, we won't get too far ahead of ourselves here, Ryan. To wrap things up, man of the match shouts. I mean, I think we're probably both thinking along the same lines here, but I'll let you go first. Yeah, Alon for me. Uh, he was he was the conductor in the middle of the pitch for us. You know, we saw a little more of the box to box Alon uh, than we yes. have in the past, and it does kind of make you wonder, especially if we're we're defending how lethal we could be with him and Decore playing in, in front of a player like JPG, or really maybe some of those guys just need a spell, but his efforts were phenomenal on both the defensive more so on the offensive end though. Um, he's mine. He's mine too. That one run that he had from like our half and he ends up getting the shot away. That was unlike anything I've really seen from him. And, and frankly, today was, was more offensive intent than I've seen from him so far in his Everton career we know that he has that in his locker but his resilience his ability to to beat people off the dribble again he he's been kind of the guy that strings things together he's looking to pass very quickly today we saw him take on a lot of additional responsibility and be really successful with it so I'm encouraged by that yeah I mean that's the big reason why you have guys that can dribble playing on the outside positions today Tom Davies can beat someone with the dribble he is progressive in that way Awobi is maybe our best in terms of beating someone one V one. That's the intent there. You know, the intent is when they're that aggressive, it just takes one person beating their guy. Richarlison did do that a couple of times. Yeah, too, we saw it where he beat a guy and had a guy in his back. Um, and that's sometimes all it takes to cut through a defense like this, but then you have to capitalize on those moments. And we didn't, and Alex didn't do that either. As much as I defend a Wobie Davies had some chances, didn't do it either. So, um, ultimately it didn't work out, but boy, it'd be nice to have a couple guys on your bench that can do that. Nielsen Kunku is great at making runs forward, but he's not necessarily someone that's going to carry the ball. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I hope he doesn't abandon the system. I think there's merit in it. Uh, hopefully more repetitions. It'll be okay it is good to see you could say you don't like young people but i see a 21 year old playing right center back and i see davies is pretty young playing right wing as well i see a lot of young people on the side that can improve um let's hope we stay healthy and get back to it next week and and take three points from burnley amen to that and i think people also forget that richarlison's what 22 calvert lewin around the same age About 23 i think and in a woe also i mean we've got a lot 24. of guys who are on the younger side just because the guys that are still in their teens are not playing doesn't necessarily mean Carlo is passing on all the youth, but uh, I think that's going to do it for us today. Everyone hope you enjoyed. Let us know what you thought on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on the discord. You can join that invite.gg slash ATP social media is at USA toffee pod on everything. If you want to just go to our, our URL, it's link dot link tr.ee slash usa toffee pod that will give you all the links to all of our socials all of the places you can find the show etc etc hope you enjoyed check us out on toffee tv usa midweek otherwise we'll be with you guys next time until then up the toffees <laughs>